Hello, everyone, and welcome to another tummy-filling episode of Fill in the Mic. I am Darren Michael, and with me, as always, the man who, I don't know if everybody saw it yesterday, but he was one of the guys in the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade helping control the Pillsbury Doughboy float, Mr. Phil Calise. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to you and our audience. How are I am you? Well, man, I, you know, I, I it's uh, it's two days after Thanksgiving. Honestly, I think I'm still full. <laughs> Tummy filled was uh, very aptly stated because yes, I'm I'm I agree with that. I agree with that. I think the trip tryptamethine or whatever that thing's called is still <laughs> in my system. And I'm um, a little sluggish. I feel like uh, I feel like uh, the tortoise and the tortoise yeah, in the seriously. hair, and uh, and I'm just plotting along these days. But we're coming to we're coming to you at a unique time for our audience. We'll give them a little sneak peek. It's Saturday morning. <sighs> very rare, very rare because of the holiday and all the family obligations and what have you. So we're coming before you on a Saturday morning. So it's a little different. Instead of sipping my water, I'm sipping coffee, but I'm ready to go. You know, I can't. How was your Thanksgiving? But my wife, I think, is very angry at me because she she had to work yesterday. And, uh, Mm. and, you know, tomorrow is when I get up for Pilates. And so she was kind of upset. I don't think she's really upset with me. I think she's more upset with you that you kept frigging texting me and my phone kept buzzing and uh waking her up on her one morning of the week that she could actually sleep in so uh did you did you tell her it was just your your boyfriend slash podcast co-host I, I told, and she should be okay I told with her, it? I, I tried telling you to stop but you just kept going and i forget that we're basically we might be in new jersey and georgia but we're really like it might as well be that you're in california uh and I'm in and I'm in New York. Like we're just we we lead different geographical lives, even if well, we're in the same let's, eastern let's time. Let's think zone. about this. Let's think about this. What time did you go to sleep last night? Uh well I have company over, so a little later than normal, but but I was in bed by eleven. Okay, 11:00. so eleven thirty. And what time did you get up this morning? Six AM. Six AM. Okay. Whereas <clears throat> So when I text yeah. you, when I text you, I had been up almost two hours, so I felt like it was late. Okay. In my defense. All right. Whereas, uh, let's see, I went to bed around two and uh, and I was sound <laughs> asleep at uh, at eight thirty when you texted me. Um, you, know, but... you know, I will say that was very prompt response for somebody who was sound asleep. So I appreciate you, that. It's almost like it's almost like you anticipated your your buddy, your co-host, your companion reaching out to you. And just like a good ER doctor, you were on call. You were ready. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Apologies. I, to your I wife. want you. To, I want you that. to feel special. I want you to feel important. So, so what? What did you? Do, what did you do during Thanksgiving? You had you had some people at your place. Yeah, I mean, we went. You know, we had 140 of our closest family and friends. <laughs> Shout out to Governor Murphy. Um, no, actually, for the first time in probably a few years, my mom hosted, okay. and I think it was more of her. I don't really know why she hosted. My wife's been hosting the last two or, you know, my wife's been cooking, I should say. We've been yeah, hosting, yeah, but yeah. she's been cooking the last two or three years. But my uh, my mom wanted a host, and we were more than happy to mm-hmm. oblige because for the last eight months, we haven't left our house yeah, that yeah. often. My, my wife's homeschooling the kids, so, like, we don't get out that much. So to, to make a mess somewhere else and to take it somewhere else yeah. was fine. 
Um, my parents just live up the road. They're 15 yeah. minutes away. So there's no, no drive time. So it was small, it was a small group, but it was like 10. I think we had like a uh, 12. I think we did go over the CDC New Jersey Uh-oh. guidelines by two. Um, and we played a two hand touch football game outside. So we didn't hide our fact <laughs> that we were over our number. Um, Dominic had us end around sweep for a touchdown to win for the, uh, for the other team. I was not on his team. And uh, we lost 28-21 in a good game. You know, you know if – Fun, fun day, know, if fun day. In, if you were in Los Angeles, you know, if they had seen that you had broken the, the law, they would have turned off your water and your electricity. Well, so we had it all planned. So we did this two-hand touch game to let it be known that we were all there because if a cop would have rolled up, we would have just started taking the football and chucking it at cars. Oh. And saying we were rioting. <laughs> so we were completely prepared to turn our two-hand touch into a <laughs> into a dodgeball event on all the different cars up and all down right, the well, street. As long, as long. So we were kind of prepared. We had it all in our back pocket. As long as it's a, a protest yeah. or a riot, I think you're good to go. So, so it was, it's exactly. good that you had that contingency plan. I like it. Yep. How about you? What did what'd you guys do? Uh, we went to uh, a friend's house that uh, Trisha works with. We've gotten pretty close with them. And... They have a three-month-old, so um, it was was the Uh, first time that we were able to hold him, so uh, (laughs) we were just really enjoying it, and, um, you know, I'm holding... Little flashback. Oh my, oh little my flashback. God. I said to Trisha, I said, you know what? I'm having I'm having baby fever. How about you? And she's like, uh, no, I don't think so. And I go, well, you know what? I, there's no problem with me having kids. You know, you're you're a little bit older, so maybe you should, you know, but maybe I maybe if I want to, maybe I just trade you in. I can have some more kids. I mean, who the heck knows? But um, but it, it was it was it was a good time. It was a good time. But um, you know, yesterday I was excited because I was uh, wanted to do a little Black Friday shopping. They had Walmart was advertising an Apple Watch that was just so much cheaper than any of the other ones out there, right? So they advertise it. I'm all excited. So I started at midnight when you could start doing this thing, right? And nothing. Sold out. I'm like, what, what are you doing putting advertising this thing if you don't have any, right? So yeah. I'm checking throughout the day, throughout the day, nothing, nothing. I mean, I must have checked, I don't know, like 50 times. I'm like checking like every 15 minutes throughout the day, right? So I'm out with the girls. We're doing a little uh, – a little uh black friday shopping which was not fun at all and um my, now my wife's all pissed at me because i bought them a bunch of things she's like wait a second we're, we're buying them things for christmas what are you doing buying them things now and i'm like they go out with their dad i'm a sucker what do you, what do you want from me you know so that's it. you got two girls that's that's, that's exactly that's life. so we're in the car and, and i look and they have the watch and i was like oh my god so i decided you know what i'll just get one for myself too so I put two in my in my shopping cart, and for some reason something else showed up there. I don't know. I was pressing some buttons, and so some other thing showed. So I'm like, you know what? I I I don't want this. What? Why is the price coming up so much higher? So I I tried erasing this extra item, right? And I hit the button to erase it, and it erased the watches that were in the shopping cart. Oh. And so and then I erased the other item, and then I went back in, and and it wasn't available. I'm like, of course, this is just the way it is, right? So, so we're 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 sitting down here last night. We're watching. I don't even know what the hell we're watching. Um, my father-in-law and I we were, we were watching a James Bond marathon yesterday because we're both big James Bond fans. And I think we were watching Christmas Chronicles two, which is on Netflix. Nice. It's a 
obviously a, a sequel to a movie that we thought was good. wasn't as good as the first one. wasn't nearly as good as the first one, but that's okay. So I'm just like, you know what? Eh, I might as well just try. And sure enough, there were the the black ones available. So I got on, I did it, and I ordered two of the black watches. So I was so excited. My wife is sitting next to me. I'm like, I'm like, Trish, you got to see this. Look what I got. And of course, in true wife fashion, she's like, why'd you do that? I'm like, what do you mean? I, I, this is what I wanted to get one. I figured I'd get one for myself and I go one for Aubrey. She doesn't have one. And she's like, she won't wear that. She will only wear it if you get it in white. And I'm like, I'm mm. like, okay. I've been here all day trying to get this stupid thing. I started at midnight. It's now like 11 o'clock at night, and you're giving me grief because I, I didn't get a white one. She's like, you need to get the white one. So what do I do? So I'm like, all right, just to show you that I made the right decision, I'm going to show you right now that I can't get the white one. So I go back to it. I pull up the white one, and it's available, of course. Of course, of course it's available. It and I'm like, oh, you son of a gun. Urgh. So I got the white. So anyway, so I bought three watches. Now you have now three. I have three. How much, like just by just by I, I'm not sure what they cost, but how how much off were they? Were they fifty percent off? Uh, they were about they were about seventy five dollars off. It wasn't it wasn't the new one. I'm not going to go and spend five hundred dollars for one of those things. So gotcha. so they're gotcha. on like they're on like uh, series six now, and I think we got series three. By the way, with all the stories you're telling about you and your wife, she might have been mad at you, and it might have nothing to do with my calling early in the morning. Sounds like you're just in the doghouse lately. I don't know, man. I don't know. I was not. I'll tell you one thing. I was not in the doghouse late last night, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. We'll see. We'll see. So I'm going to go back to a game that we played once that I really, really enjoyed because I, I just love messing with you. It's so much fun. So I got an autograph back yesterday. And uh-huh. I'm going to ask you a few questions. We've done this with, uh, we did this with Muggsy Bogues. And then we did Muggs. this with Adrian Dantley. So yes, now sir. we're going to move on to Brooks Robinson. Ah, okay. okay. I mean, a very well-known guy. You know, the, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, obviously, you know. I, I mean, baseball's I mean, I, more I my wheelhouse. So I yeah, got yeah, a you shot. definitely a shot. So I got a few questions here. Let's see how many you can get. Question yeah, number good. one. How old is Brooks mm-hmm. Robinson currently? Oh, jeez. Um, <clears throat> Brooks Robinson, I'm going to go. I mean, I know he's up there, but I'm not totally sure. I'm going to go 82. He is 83. That's a good guess. Let's that go. Let's go. Guess. That is a good guess. And how many years did he play for the Orioles? How many years did he play he for only, the Orioles? He, he only I'm played with one team. He only played with one team. Two, let's go 20. You said 20. The answer is 23. Bonus wow. point. Bonus nice point. Who else is he tied with for the most seasons played with one team? Is he tied with Cal Ripken? He is not tied with Cal Ripken. Oh, that that would have been a good guess. No, it, it's a different team. I know. I thought you were doing that to me where it was, you know, it's an Oriole, it's an Oriole Saturday. Uh, no, God, no. Uh, I have no idea. I really, I really don't. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, that wouldn't make sense. Is it a pitcher? No, outfielder. AL, East. Ooh. Give me as many guesses as I can. You want me to give you another guess? Carlton Fisk? No, no, he was a Red Sox and a White Sox. And he was a catcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he did play outfield, too. But go. 
I'll give you another hint. You want another hint? No, I don't know the answer. Stop embarrassing me no, on I'll my own podcast. I'll just give you one more hint. His, All right, his grandson plays for the Giants right now. Same last name. His, his grandson? grandson, yeah. Oh, his grand. Oh, whoa. I and this guy retired he's... in, what was his last year? 83, I think. And he played his whole career in the yep. AL East? Yep, 19, I want to say 1960 to 1983 he played. And his grandson plays yeah, for the I... Giants. And had a decent year this year. I don't know. I don't Carl Yastrzemski. Oh, look at that. Yastrzemski. Right, right, right. That's cool. Good one. Good one. Okay. Good one. All Good right. one. I How like many all star games did Brooks Robinson play in? Mm, I'm going to go 16. The answer is 18. So it's a good guess. Good guess. Good guess. Oh. The, uh, oh. the all time all star games, I cannot even believe this one, with 25 is Hank Aaron. Oh, well, Hammer and Hank played forever. That's, and that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. How many, go- how many nice. gold gloves did Brooks Robinson win? Wow. I mean, that's kind of what I think of him when I, when I think of Brooks Robinson, that's immediately oh, of course. what I think of. Of Pop course. Corner and gold gloves. I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm going to stay in that same vicinity. 15? The answer is 16. So ah, you're right nice. there. Do you happen to know who has the most gold gloves all time? Uh, yeah, that would be um, Golden Gold. That is correct. Better known um, as, with 18, Mr. Greg Maddox. Oh, wow. 18. Nice. Like, he wasn't a good enough pitcher. He had to win 18 gold gloves. I know, oh, right? Jesus. Um, and then my last question, what year did he win the MVP? Brooks Robinson? He won one MVP, yep. I got to think back when he played. He probably played in the late 50, mid 50s. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It was the uh, same. The National League MVP that year was Ken Boyer. Does that help? Oh, yeah. That's huge for me. <laughs> um, I'll go. Uh, let's go 66. What'd you say? 66? Yeah. 1966 was actually Frank Robinson. Actually, that was the NL Frank Robinson who won it in the AL. Uh, I can't hmm. pronounce the guy's name. What year did 19, he win it? 1964. What year did he win it? I mean, I'm close Listen, on all these. I didn't hit on any, but I'm right. You were right there, so I'm going to have to say congratulations to you. Yeah, I mean, baseball, I'm, I'm pretty good with baseball. It comes It comes a little bit from my baseball card collection myself, and in that era, I, I have a Brooke Robinson rookie. I mean, I have a lot yeah. of those, so I always, as a kid growing up, you always look at the back of the baseball card for statistics, yeah. like pre-internet, pre-everything. <laughs> So I became, you know, I was a kid who grew up looking at the back of baseball yep. cards and looking at box scores yep, in the newspaper. Too. So that's how I grew up. So I, I, I still have a decent uh, memory yep. towards that stuff in that era, probably 50s through 70s, 80s. Then after that, you know. No, listen, man, I, I, that's, that's good I, commend you. For me. I commend you. You did it. You did a nice job. Yeah. But uh, I want to get into what I refer to as cake week. Cake, cake, cake week, week in college football. Cool. Well, can we tw- can we change a little and call it maybe pumpkin pie week and you know it's or pie week since sweet it's potato pie week. All right, we'll call, we'll call it pie week. We'll call it pie week. I'm, I'm I happen to be pretty uh, fond of the apple or blueberry crumb, but everybody has their own favorite. We'll call it pie week. But uh, the reason that I call it pie, pie week is that week. all of the remaining top twenty five teams that are playing today, the the spread is at least eleven points for each game. 
So I thought last week was the week of the big spreads. This week is uh, is pretty crazy, pretty crazy. And I just wanted I just wanted to well, announce really quickly yeah. that uh, did you know the Ohio State Illinois game was just canceled? Yeah, the, the Ohio State game was canceled late last yep. night, um, right before I went to sleep. So it was just before yep. eleven thirty, and um, and it it you know I don't want to you know sound like I'm a Nostradamus <laughs> here, but we've been talking about it for weeks. The Big Ten left themselves in the right. wiggle room. And now their big bad Buckeyes are on the verge of actually not qualifying for even playing for a Big Ten title. If they have next week's game canceled, which, by the way, if there is an outbreak on a team since it started back in August, there's never been a team that's been able to play the following week. Well, who who had the outbreak? Is it Ohio State or is it Illinois? Now it's Ohio oh, State. Oh, geez. They can so, miss two well, games, yeah. well, the announcement, right, the announcement came a few days ago that the head coach was yeah, out yeah. of COVID. Ryan Day or whatever. And uh, and then, sure enough, it's it's now it's coming out that there was – they didn't say how many, but they said there was more positive tests on the actual football team. And if you look at all these teams, whatever team gets yeah. the outbreak, they can't come back the following week it hasn't happened yet so now i'm sure there's going to be oodles of pressure to get ohio state back because if they don't play next week they cannot play for the big 10 title it will be a potentially indiana northwestern game or whatever two teams are there wait but who who says that Um, well the big 10 10 rules say uh, I don't remember. It's it's a percent. You have to play a percentage of your eight game season, and the percentage is I think you have to play. You have to play more than I don't know what it is. It's it, Ohio State has had their second game suspended. If they get a third game suspended, that drip drops them below qualifying to play. That'll for the be Big Ten yeah. Title. That'll be five so out of eight. So if right. if Ohio State right five out of eight, it's below the number. So if Ohio State can't play next week then it doesn't matter if they play the Michigan game the last game of the year and win and go 5-0. and They are automatically disqualified from the Big Ten title game. Now, oddly enough, give viewers a little sneak peek, that does not disqualify them because this is 2020 and the college football committee are morons. It does not disqualify the committee from taking them in the playoffs. Well, that makes sense. Right. So the committee could turn around and say, well, we don't really like the options. Five and Ohio State. Sure. You've played, I don't know, a third of a season. (laughs) Yeah, we'll take you into the playoff nice and fresh, having done nothing all year. What's your big win? A seven point win over the Hoosiers? Yeah, let's put you in. You're definitely deserving. If that happens, I will do a 60 minute alone podcast to vent. To vent about all things I don't like about the state of Ohio, (laughs) Ohio State Buckeyes. The Boses, Urban Meyer, Ryan Day, the commissioner. I will I will do a 60-minute only. It's not a knock on you, but I need 60 minutes to scream into hey, this you know what? phone I, I, I that would, happens. You know what? I, now I'm rooting for Ohio State to make the playoffs. I would love to see a 60-minute Phil rant. Oh, I will go off on every – I'll go off on LeBron James, Akron, <laughs> everything to do with the state of Ohio. If they do that. Five and zero, Ohio State gets taken by the committee into the playoff without them even playing in the Big Ten title. Well, not only that, I don't know if you noticed this in their first four games. They're just their defense is getting worse every game. They're giving up more and more points. I don't know if you noticed that. They're just they're here's what I would like. They're not as great as uh, as people think that they are. They're really not. 
No, and that, listen, your your brand and your reputation in college football, we're supposed to look at each season independently. That's what they mm-hmm. always talk about. But as a Notre Dame fan, I can tell you, we still get beef. We still get beat up over the 2012 butt whooping Alabama gave us. And that's eight years ago. So, like, it, your reputation is your reputation. Notre Dame's known as a team that gets blown out in big games. Ohio State's known as a team that can play good in big games and represents yep. themselves well. And and so they don't look at these seasons in a vacuum. They look at them over bodies of work. Yep. They just do. They say they don't, but they do. It's which also why the Pac-12 gets yep. no respect, rightfully or wrongfully so. Their reputation as a conference mm-hmm. is bad. Um, and Clemson saves the ACC from the same right. reputation. But the reality is they don't look at these things no. individually. Mm-hmm. And then the SEC gets Georgia ranked ninth in the first playoff committee rankings, which mm-hmm. is absurd. You know, because Georgia played two tough games, lost them both by 20, and somehow is the ninth best team in the country because they have SEC above their name. So it's like, you know, these are all little sidebar rants, but you got me going on a Saturday morning. I got a lot of caffeine in me already, and I'm just a little – I'm a little hopped up on caffeine and aggravation. I am so so sorry. I didn't mean to set you off like that. Well, now that you're all angry, this is is good. I like like when you're angry and you make your college football picks. So since you've been doing so horrendously at your college football picks lately, I mean, I'm not going to say – I mean, you're still above 500 at 13, 12, and 1, but you're not 16 and 9, I'm just saying. No, no, no. You're you're saying correct. You're having an incredible right. run. Right. You're sixteen and nine, and we were obviously right there with each other. And then I went zero and three. You went three and zero, and we opened right. the gap. That's so right. here's what I'm going to do on a a unique Thanksgiving Saturday morning. We missed the Friday games, and there was a few I liked, but we just right. didn't connect in right. time to do this. So we will move to the Saturday games, and um, there's a couple games. I'm going to pick four. Oh, Yo, you're picking today. four. Wow. I'm going to throw four. You don't have to pick four, but I'm going to pick four. No big, no big deal. I have one more game than you anyway, so you can, you can catch up or whatever. One more game than me. So you're going to pick an extra game. That makes sense. I mean, I'm just picking what I want to pick. You pick what you want to pick. Listen, in an age of 2020, we go by win percentage. Listen, listen, to be honest with you, why don't you just make my picks too? Just whatever you take, I'll take the opposite. Hey, if you feel (laughs) like I'm going to stink, you should do that. All right, come on. Let's let's, let's hear your four games. Come on. All right. So we're going to go Maryland plus 12 over Indiana. It's not a knock on Indiana. I just think Maryland's going to score a bunch on them. I think Tua's younger brother is going to, you know, put up some points. And I'm not super comfortable, you know, with that's a big spread to me. I don't know if Indiana is deserving of being favored mm-hmm. by 12. So I'm going to take the Terps plus okay. the 12. I am going to um, – it's kind of a weird game. I'm going to adopt a Darren Michael moniker here. And I'm going to take the CCs, the Coastal Carolina Carolinas, against Texas State. I'm going to go they, – they decided to play a jail game against the old Texas Staters. They're laying 17. I'm going to take the 17. I mean, I'm going to give okay. the 17 because I don't, I don't know why they're only favored by 17. <laughs> um, I'm also – so this one is a little bit I, – I don't, I don't necessarily – I'm going to go against the grain a little yeah. bit again. I, I think it's probably, and this might burn me. We'll find out. I, I don't love when not very athletic, offensively gifted teams lay a lot of points. And I think Northwestern laying 13 and a half at Michigan State is just too many points. I, I just think, I know Michigan State's not very good, but if I had a guess, they probably have comparable, if not better, athletes. And 13 and a half to a Northwestern team that doesn't mm-hmm. score much. 
I just don't feel great about. So I'm going to take Michigan State plus 13 and a half, and I'm even going to slap Northwestern with the upset alert tag. I think this could be an outright win. And then that'll send the Big Ten into total mm. tizzy between Ohio State's COVID outbreak and Northwestern's yep. loss. And then the fourth game, and this one, listen, I don't know if I'm doing this just because I don't like them, but it just feels like Georgia shouldn't lay 21 and a half against South <laughs> Carolina. So this is mostly a week of just taking yep. a lot of points. I think some of these are rivalry games. I think there's a lot of turkey in people. I think there's a lot of tryptomethamine, tryptomethamine, <laughs> whatever that word is. And I think 21 and a half to, for a Georgia team that's, that's not that yep. impressive. I know South Carolina is two and six, but 21 and a half is still a lot of points to lay. So I'm going to take Maryland plus 12. The Coastal Carolina is minus 17. Michigan State plus 13 and a half. And the Gamecocks plus 21 and a half. Four games. I need a big week because it's been going the wrong way. You know, way. I got I to tell you, man, I, 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 don't, I, I like some of your picks there. I definitely do. I definitely All do. Right. All right. See so do. let's see what I got. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go a different direction than you're going. And uh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the, uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide negative. They're, they're given 24 and a half points to Auburn. I don't think Auburn's any good whatsoever, and Alabama's offense cannot be stopped. I mean, last week they, they barely eked out a victory over Kentucky by 60, and uh, I just think these guys are just completely, completely unstoppable. So I am going to say that Alabama wins this game probably by 40 points. My next game that I'm going to take is uh, it's an interesting, interesting one when you think about it. And that is the uh, the Kentucky at Florida game. Florida's favored by 25 points. Now, you might be thinking, OK, Kentucky just got embarrassed at home by 60 points to Alabama. And Florida just played a crappy game against Vanderbilt. Yes, those are both correct. But I think that. University of Kentucky last week, instead of that motivating them to play good against Florida, they're just going into their locker room and they're saying, listen, we just stink. We know we stink. And Florida's saying, hey, wait a second. We almost got embarrassed by a bad Vanderbilt team. We have our all-world tight end back. Kyle Trask threw for only three interceptions last week. So I think the guy's angry. I mean, he's only thrown for 31 touchdown passes in eight games. I think this is another game where he puts up six touchdown passes, gets back to where he needs to be, and I think that uh, I think Florida rolls in this one over a very undermanned University of Kentucky basketball team um, because I think that's they, they're they're probably better than the football team. So that's two. Um, and I'm I'm man, I'm going with the points this week. I don't know why, but I'm sticking with the uh, the SEC again. LSU at Texas A and M. LSU is no good. We know that. And as uh, as Ed Ogeron would say, yeah, we, we're actually going through a couple things right now, but I I think we're gonna we're gonna have a good game this this week. Uh, no, you're not. You're actually not. And I I'm not a huge Texas A&M fan. I'm kind of angry at them because they beat Florida earlier in the season. Um, but I I think that their offense is they're just way too much for uh, for LSU to handle. So I am gonna say that uh, that A&M is gonna cover the 15 points. And then last but not least. Um, I, unlike you, think that Indiana has got a pretty good defense. I mean, they went up against Ohio State last week, which which was kind of ugly. 
Um, but I think I think Indiana is going to cover this game too. So I'm going to go and I'm going to take the 12 points. Thank you very much, Indiana at home. Not like it matters because they don't have any fans. But uh, they've got some – They Indiana, and I don't know if you know this, but they were just ranked number one when it comes to best – JD Power Best Award cardboard fans in college football, Indiana Hoosiers. <laughs> we both were going the same know, right? place. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so there you got it. Indiana to cover, Florida to cover, A and M to cover, and Bama to easily cover. Those are my uh, those are my four games. So we got eight on the books today. We'll see how we do. Hopefully, better than uh, than five hundred. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Now. I don't know if you saw this because you went to bed early last night. Did you see the end of the uh, Oregon State-Oregon game last night? I actually saw that Oregon State beat them wow. at the wire right at the end. I, but I, I didn't, so I didn't see it live. But I well, did see the, as it the turns final. out, as it turns out, the Pac-10 really does stink. If that's their best team and they lost, they lost to a crappy Oregon State. I know it's kind of rivalry week, so there's a lot of teams that are that are playing within. Um, in their state or whatever, but dude, there's, I mean, <laughs> or thankfully then uh, that just eliminates everybody for, cause we, we know that USC is just no good. They're not making the playoffs. So, so Oregon, finally, you guys are done. You guys aren't any good. Something we've all known you're out. Yeah. Before we break on college football, let's quickly, quickly just set the stage. It's November 28th. It's, it's normally the last Saturday of college football before the, the pretty much the, uh, the conference title game. So this is a, n- yep. a unique year. Um, so it's a little different, but this was the first week of the uh, playoff committee releasing their rankings. And I think it's noteworthy because you can take, you can glean a little insight into how they're thinking. Um, especially that they're releasing rankings and there's only a couple games left yep. in the season. So I think obviously they're very much just buying the the historical brand of yep. Ohio State, putting them fourth at only four and oh. Now, now I'd like to see. So I think there's a couple things to look out for with the next rankings. But putting Ohio State at four tells you that they're easily, easily going to put them in the championship. I mean in the playoff as long as they play out their season. Now I'm interested to see what they do to Ohio yeah. State, provided A&M and Florida win and look fairly good yeah. winning this yeah. week. I think they should both bump ahead of Ohio State. I agree. And Ohio State should fall to somewhere. I would even move Cincinnati ahead yeah. of Ohio State yeah. now. Um, but I think it would be interesting to see if they put Ohio State down around seven or eight with Northwestern. Um, but I think it's interesting to see. They, they're actually giving Cincinnati – a puncher's chance to get in the mm-hmm. tournament at, at the yep. seven yep. ranking. Conversely, they're giving BYU no chance None. at 14. None. So they've said, BYU, you've played no one. Thanks for joining. Thanks for coming to the party, but you're, you're getting left at the door because nine and zero, 14th rank they're, they give, they give right. it no chance. Um, I, I don't particularly, if I had to have a beef, I do have a beef with BYU being down at 14 because I think they've dominated teams, even though it's not That's a good right. schedule. But my biggest beef is with right now anyway is with Georgia yep. at nine. I mean, you know, it's like if you don't want to be called the SEC homers of the the, the the committee or like the homers for the SEC, then can you not make five and two Georgia ranked in the top ten when they got blown out of both their big games? Amen like, to that. 
it's like it's like come on like you can't do that like there's worthy teams that belong ahead of georgia in the mm-hmm. top 10 and for that matter i don't love oklahoma being 11 at six yeah, and two yeah. i think i think indiana if we're gonna overrate or highly rate ohio yep. state then indiana at four and one should be ahead of yep. georgia should be ahead of oklahoma mm-hmm. um you know so there's some things i you know i it's it's a little bit you know even auburn at 22 they just have to get sec teams ranked I mean, Auburn's going to lose fifty-two to ten to Alabama mm-hmm. today, and what drop drop to twenty-fifth? <laughs> um, you know, at five and three, you know, it's like you know they just do it every year. They have their sure, same favorites, sure. but I I do think what happened yesterday, and we didn't really talk about the games yesterday. The really only noteworthy game that mattered for the playoff was Notre Dame's win at yep. Carolina. Um, I think Notre Dame now with two highly highly winnable games to finish out mm-hmm. the season as long as they play them, of course, they're going to be 11 yeah. and 0, which is a miracle in itself because you had to start on time and you had to navigate yep. COVID. Very few teams are even going to be right. 11 That's and 0 right. this year. Um, so they're going to be 11 and 0 if they beat Syracuse and wake. I do think yeah, they're going to do that. Should. And if they, and if they do that, they're going to, in my mind, especially if Ohio state doesn't play mm-hmm. next week, uh, I think Notre Dame is going to be playing Clemson in the ACC title game with not much yep. on the line. I think Notre Dame is going to be – it's going to be Clemson with it on the line because if they lose again, That's they'll true. be out. That's true. But I, I don't think – I think Alabama and Notre Dame are getting very close to being in no matter what happens in the okay. title games. That's my feeling as we sit here on November 28th. I think we're getting very close to Alabama and Notre Dame being in no yep. matter what. Because I think Ohio, I'm just going to make a prediction. I don't think Ohio State's playing next week, and I don't think Northwestern and Indiana is guaranteed to get into the playoff, no right. matter what happens in the Big Ten title. Like especially if Indiana beats yep. Northwestern, and everybody yep. has a loss, I don't think the committee is going to go. You know, we got to put six and one Indiana in the That's final true. four. That's true. Um, and if Northwestern wins, I guess they're going to get in because they're an undefeated Big yep. Ten team. But I just think it's getting to a point now where Alabama and Notre Dame may may be close to clinching a playoff spot. I, I can't argue with that. I can't so, argue with that. You know, they you know, and the thing that really and they've been the most consistent two oh, teams. This oh, year. by far, Notre Dame doesn't wow you like Alabama does, but Notre Dame's defense is really good. North Carolina has a big time NFL caliber yeah, offense, yeah. and they completely shut it down in the yeah. second half. So and they did it with their safety getting thrown out of the game for targeting. Who's a first round NFL pick? You know, I got to I got to so, be honest with you. I, wa- I did watch a little bit of that game and I turned it off because I didn't like all the political messages on the back of the, uh, uh, the North Carolina. I'm like, no. I'm like, you know what? I just want to watch football. I don't want to see that. It, and it kind of threw me off because I'm like, oh, I forgot. I'm, I mean, I watched the whole entire game and I actually forgot that they had oh. him on there for a little bit. And when Howell, who is going to be a great. I mean, he's going to be a high prospect next year. He's gonna, the, the mock drafts have Howell as the first pick of 2022 oh, wow. right now. But what, But he got sacked at one point, and he went down. And I'm like, who the heck is this guy on the back? I go, is Howell out? And yeah. I missed something. And then I'm like, oh, no, they don't have their names on the jerseys. It, it, the dude's name was Peace on the back yeah. of his jersey. I'm like, oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. All right. I mean, well, we, we listen – it we can get into the uh, – we can get into the whole thing, you know. I mean, it, yeah, I saw one that said, I can't breathe. I know it's just. It's, I didn't. It's, I didn't say not, one that said I'm. I'm. I'm super high on fentanyl. 
I didn't see anything like that. So, you know, I thought it was it was really interesting. But um, there were there was there's two more things that I wanted to mention to you because I I think the rank, the rankings are all messed up. I don't understand how Ohio State, who has one quality win on their resume, and they're only going to have one quality win on their resume, and that's one that they were favored by three touchdowns, and they they barely won that game by by a touchdown. They actually had a a potential opportunity not to win that game. Yet they're still number four. It's all name. It's all name, and that really, really bothers me. This year, this year is one hundred percent name, and I don't like the fact. And I've heard this said by Kirk Herbstreet, and I've heard this said by some of the uh, the game mm-hmm. day folks that the committee makes a strong point of emphasis to look at quarterbacks of teams that they think are high caliber because that's a part of the metrics that go into the evaluation of the top four. I don't like that. That's crap. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't like that. Like, oh, Justin Fields is going to be an NFL player next year. So he so he gives Ohio State a wor- an extra worthiness that some other teams don't have. I don't like that. And I'll tell you why I don't like it. Because have you seen the track record of NFL scouts in getting the right guys on get, drafting the right yeah, quarterback? Seriously. I mean, Ohio State has a long line of busts oh, tremendous. that play the quarterback tremendous. position. So I don't, I don't want to hear the idea that Justin Fields is so great and so we're going to overvalue Ohio State because of him when, I mean, I don't know, last Saturday I watched Justin Fields look very human against an Indiana Hoosiers team, and I've seen a long line of Ohio State quarterbacks be complete busts in the NFL. It just keeps going. Yep. So, like – so, like, to me, if I'm doing my top six or seven, Ohio State's at the back yeah, end. Yeah, I agree. Like, seven, eight. You know, I would put Cincinnati right there yep. this year. And if there's ever a year for the small guy to make it, this feels like the right it's year. It's 2020, baby. 2020. Well, and it feels like the right year because these big conference teams didn't play a lot of games. So, you know, uh, we'll see. But uh, it's it's interesting to keep an eye out. I think the biggest thing to keep an eye out for, if everybody wins this week and there's no big upsets, which I don't think there will be no, big upsets no. this weekend. Um, I, I would like to see what the committee does to Ohio State. I, I really would like to see Ohio State drop three or four spots. Yeah. And I don't know if the committee will do it, but I think they should and start to set the tone that Ohio State is not going to just get in. At six well, times. listen, I guess I guess we'll we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see find what happens. Out. I think yeah. the game to watch today, and you can tell me if you agree with this or not, is the Vanderbilt game. Uh, yeah, the Vanderbilt Commodores. Why are we watching them again? Because they are so decimated with injuries, they have decided to uh, suit up the uh, the soccer goalie. As the kicker. Now you say, well, why is that a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because she plays for the woman's team. No. Nice. So well, that's cool. If, that's a cool little story. Yeah, so story. she's actually going to suit up. So if she does get in the game, she will be the first female player in a Power 5 conference to play. Now is she um, the field goal yes. kicker? Or? Yes. Okay, she's going to be the field goal kicker. She's not doing kickoff. Yes. She's just doing field she actually, goal. Okay. She actually tried out for the team at the beginning of the season, and uh, she did not make the team. But I guess she impressed them enough with her ability. I mean, I don't, I don't think she's going to be kicking 50-yard field goals. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you get it with, within 30, 35 yards. I would love to see her trot out on the field and kick one. I think I mean, it's 2020. Why not? Agreed. And, and it's kind of interesting that in a sport where – I mean, not in a sport – in an era where with 
the different weight training you see, some of these women, let's face it, look like men in terms of like their physique. Sometimes, sometimes. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm well, especially when you're dealing with the the lower body. Yeah. I, I mean, like, so, I'm surprised there hasn't been a woman crack through and make a power five and and be a field goal kicker, because I mean, they're you know, it, it seems like a position that they could you know, especially inside of forty yards, if you're highly accurate, I could see a team taking. Well, let, a let me tell you something, man. I was. I was in the mood to watch a watch a protest yesterday, so I watched the uh, women's U.S. national team soccer team, and that's oh, all they do boy. is protest. Was it? Was that's it all a they protest? do is protest. It's ridiculous. What they do? I, you know what? I fast forwarded through that, so I have no idea. But uh, let me tell you something. Some of those women, man, they got they got some legs. They can really that's kick what the I mean. ball. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like one. I mean, like she stopped. She brought the ball over to the left one step. And she must have been, I don't know, 50 feet out. And she kicked it like far corner. The goalie didn't even move because there was just no way. I mean, I'm like, I'm like watching this and I'm like, oh my God, are you good? So, you know, you know, you know, it would really be interesting. I will bet you that there was actually uh, God, who was it? Who was it? Uh, One of the U.S. women's national team. They had her uh, on a field to see to see what she could do. And uh, she was kicking 50 yard field goals. I can't, I can't remember who, and you got to remember something about, about these women too, which I think is really, really interesting. I don't know if this would really make a difference, but you know, most of them can kick equally well with their left and right foot. So, and by dexterous, you know, it. you know, it. so it's, it's interesting. Last thing that I wanted to mention with college football, and and this just goes up there, I think with the, the theme of the ridiculousness of, uh, of certain types of people. And that is the pinstripe bowl, which is always held in uh, Yankee stadium on uh, December 29th has already been canceled. Oh, is that like a Cuomo thing? Why would you cancel the bowl game already? Yeah, I don't, is, was there a reason? Uh, because it's in New York city. I mean, I, the, uh, well, was, I mean the Jets and was, Giants, I know they play was in New all, Jersey. So I guess it was all that. COVID. Yeah. But their games aren't canceled. You can still have the bowl without fans. No, I'm, oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I don't get it either. I don't, I don't get, get it. it. You know what? Listen, enough college football. Oh, we yeah, are we know. are getting into the the meat of the podcast, man. This is what I always look forward to because, you know what? You are this this segment is the reason that I stopped betting on football, and that is Phil's pick six. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how to we... take that. <laughs> If we need to uh, to look at that again, last week you went two and four after you had a few hot weeks, but uh, 30, 23, and one. I absolutely this week picked out easy games for you. And I know I say that every week, but this week I truly, truly mean it. All right. Well, let's do it. And 30, 23, and one is it's, very solid. I would be leading I would be leading the New York I'm, Post contingency. I know, but I'm a little nervous. Ready. It's going to be 30, 29, and one. And remember, we oh, remember geez. ties oh. are considered losses, so it'd actually be 30-30. So. Um, all, all right, right game number one, the Dolphins at the New York Jetterbockers, and the Jets are getting seven points against the the Miami Tuafins. So it's so funny that you led with this game because, um, and as everybody knows, I don't know what games are coming when you do this. I, I Darnold is mm-hmm. back. Um, the jet receivers are healthy, which in week 11 or whatever mm-hmm. week this is, week 12, this will be the first game of the season in which Sam Darnold and the three starting wide receivers are all together, which is absurd, is. right? I mean, that's that pretty absurd, absurd in yeah, week 12. Yeah. Um, 
and they don't know as I would as we sit here right now. I'm not sure if Fitzpatrick or Tua is playing. Oh, I, th- I thought Tua was um, named the starter. Did they change their mind? Uh, did that just happen? Because last night he was questionable, and they were saying they're both going to be ready to go, and they're going to make the game time. Really? Decision. Because yeah, look. yeah. To his shoulder, he he's oh, got I a didn't shoulder know he had issue. A shoulder issue. Yeah, he's got a shoulder. Well, shocking. Tua got hit a few times, and he's got a shoulder issue. <laughs> somebody, somebody, you know? somebody. He's he's built. He's built like a wet paper bag. <laughs> somebody so. touched his shoulder. Um, he got. What happened was he exactly. threw a touchdown pass, and he they gave him a high five, and it was a yeah. little too hard, and he hurt his shoulder. Right. So Fitzmagic and the beard, Tua and the shoulderless shoulder, traveled to MetLife Stadium, where there'll be exactly 17 people in attendance, those 17 in yellow jackets, guarding the uh, ramps to get into the field, which makes no sense since there's no fans, but you'll see them all around MetLife Stadium. And this just in, the Jets lose Trevor Lawrence because they win this game. Wow. Jets plus seven. But a little extra bonus pick, a Jet outright win, and they now lose out on Trevor Lawrence and then fall back madly in love with Sam Darnold, keep him, and trade the number two pick because they don't want Justin Fields. Mm, wow. That's a pick. I was going to save it for a dramatic ending if you brought them up, but you brought them up first. Oh, so wow. We'll that, that's, that is pretty dramatic. Now, how about another one? How about, how about we stay in the same, uh, the same type of uh, region of the country, New York Giants at the Cincinnati. We no longer are the Cincinnati Burroughs. You can call us the Cincinnati Bengals again, who are getting – who are, I mean, man, how far they've fallen. Cincinnati's getting six points at home versus a massively – uh, three and seven Giants team. The the Giants are three and seven, but they're the after what happened on Turkey yep. Day with the Dallas Cowboys getting embarrassed to the Washington football right. team. Um, the Giants are now a heavy favorite to win yep. this division because the Eagles will lose this weekend yep. to the Seahawks, and now the Giants will after this game in which they cover comfortably. Yes, you heard that right. For one of the first times in probably three seasons, this is how bad it is in this area, the Giants and Jets will win a game on the same day (laughs) at the same time. And the Giants will comfortably cover. And when I say comfortably, this is a two-touchdown win over the Burrowless Burrows and the Bengals. Giants. I love it. I love it. Third game, the the – Titans do not the the Nashville do not call me the New York Titans at the we snuck out at the middle of the night Indianapolis Colts Colts are getting are uh, given three points yeah so this is a great game I mean listen the Colts beat the Pat I mean this is a this is this is potentially for the division two two seven and three teams Titans off a great win over the Ravens Colts off a great win off the Packers can you be any more similar two great wins Rivers playing well um, some star power in this game. Uh, it's a good game. Uh, I'm just going to take the three points with the Titans. Um, I think it's a good yep. game. I, I, I tend to think the Titans are a little bit yep. better, but Phillip Rivers and uh, you can't count them out and going head-to-head with Rodgers and beating them last week makes me pause on the idea the Colts aren't the real deal. I think yep. they are good, um, but I'll yep. take the Titans. Yeah. I, I don't agree. I mean, I don't disagree with that one. All right, how about the, the Las Vegas High Rollers? At the Atlanta, we block all of the highways going downtown Falcons. The Falcons are getting three points at home. 
This is the uh, Las Grudens. The Las, uh, the Las Vegas. <laughs> The Las Vegas Grudens, uh, you know, so six and four Oakland off of a just a really close, hard fought loss to the Chiefs. The Chiefs and Ra- the Chiefs do not. Uh, I mean, the Raiders play the Chiefs yeah. tough. I mean, they beat yeah. them once this yeah. year. They lost yeah. them at the end. Um, the Raiders are a, a a gamely, lively six and four team. The, this feels like a bit of a. This feels like a tough spot, yep. though. Um, it feels like an obvious spot where you would like to take the yep. Raiders, but I think I just got this sneaky feeling the Falcons win this game outright. Wow. Um, it's a West Coast team coming east to play at one o'clock. That's my that's Phil's rules for making money. <laughs> um, you you don't like the West Coast team coming east at one o'clock. I think that the um, there was a game earlier this year, the Seahawks laid an egg in Buffalo that way. Um, I think it's happened a few times this year. Um, of course, the Niners couldn't do it against the Jets because the Jets are that crappy. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's the rule you have to watch out for. I think the West Coast to East Coast for the 1 p.m. kickoff is tough. I'll take the I'll take All the right. Falcons. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Chicago Bears at the Green Bay. Are we good? Are we not good? I don't know. Minus nine and a half points. Yeah, so I don't like the nine and a half. So it's a juggling act between not liking the nine yep. and a half and hating everything about the Bears. <laughs> um, that's what I'm stuck between. I, I really don't love the Packers laying nine and a half, but I really hate everything about the Chicago Bears. I don't I don't think their defense is as good as it should be. I don't think. I just don't well, love can it. I can I just interject um, one second to try to help you with your decision making? Uh, sure. Mitch Trubisky will be playing today. I know, I saw that, but you know what? Uh, in fairness to Mitchie, I know you're um, a big fan. No, but Foles hasn't been very no, good he really lately. Hasn't been. So, and that's why I mean, like he was bad last week um, against the Vikings, whatever it was. Um, I'm gonna begrudgingly lay the nine and a half with okay. the Packers. But I don't, I don't love it. I, I don't love the way Rodgers and the Packers have been playing lately. But let's do it. Let's lay that. All right, and then I, I saved the PS PS de resistance. The last game could be the game of the week, depending on who decides to show up, and, or it could just be a blowout. And that is the Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Brady Buccaneers. Brady Nears, who are getting three and a half points at home. Yeah, uh, let's let's just say that while Tom Brady has won the battle of the uh, Bucks versus Belichick um, this year, he's obviously made the right choice going mm-hmm. to Tampa. They're 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 not a they're not a real to me anyway. There's way too many ups and downs for me to take them seriously yep. to win it all. Like I think I think uh, my co-host said they would. Um, I just don't see it. Now that doesn't mean they can't play a great game this week against a nine and one chief team that doesn't need this mm-hmm. game. Um, but I'm going to take the chiefs and lay the three and a half. And I'm going to say that Mahomes, who doesn't necessarily always look motivated mm-hmm. this season and the chiefs who I think have kind of slept walked through some of these games are going to look at this game as a statement game just because it's Brady, just because it's got a little hoopla mm-hmm. to it. I think they come out and play a big game and I think they, they put up, you know, 
38 or 41 and, and win by, you know, at least yep. 10. All right. So I'll, I'll lay the three. And I like so that, man. Jets, Giants, Titans, Falcons, Pack, Chiefs, five and one. I love least. it. Get me, get, get me I back love it, man. Track. Let's uh, let's make some money. Let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit, man. Are you, you excited that this was the opening week of college basketball? You want my honest opinion? Yeah, I, I know like no, uh, none of the players I know. I'm like looking through this and I'm yeah. like, okay, I have no idea. I know the Indiana guys, but that's all that I know because I follow them. I have no idea who anybody else I, is. Okay. Yeah, and I, I don't – I'm not really uh, – I, I happened to stumble upon an article that said the overwhelming number one pick in next year's draft is a kid um, playing, I think, in the Big 12. Oh, yeah, I Cade Cunningham. Um, yeah, where is he? What team is he on? Texas Tech? Oklahoma or, State. Uh, not Texas Tech. Oh, Oklahoma yeah. State, right. So I did stumble on that, so I'll probably check him out yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he was, um, he's, he's good. He's you good. Know, this is a little bit like, again, it's not necessarily about the, the specific games because I, I can't tell you much about college basketball at this moment. It does seem odd that the same schools that made football stay in conference mm-hmm. only are letting basketball be play anybody you want. And it's it, indoors. It is interesting. So right? it just seems really yeah. weird that they couldn't even come together between it's, – it's all the same people. Yep. But somehow they couldn't come together and be uniformed in that decision. And they didn't push off the basketball season. Like, they didn't need to start right now. They could have waited till January or or whatever. But I just think it's odd. Like, why aren't they all just playing conference-only yeah, games? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But did you see that there was an enormous upset the other day? Oh, yeah. It was the, the Caltech Fullertons. They upset the, uh, the Duke Blue Devils, no. right? No, oh, okay. it was it? University of San Francisco. The the forty nine University of San Francisco, which you may not know this, but they they actually that's where Bill Russell went to school. I know they won some titles back in the Very, you know yeah. thirty <laughs> a long time ago, long time ago. They beat the number <laughs> the they, Dons, the yeah, Dons. They beat the number four team in the country, UVA, sixty one to sixty. It took an eight zero run at the end of the game for them to win. But I thought it was interesting because two facts. One is their last win versus a top five team was 1981, so almost 40 years ago. And they actually opened the season with a loss to Powerhouse. Okay, they they just beat the number four team, but they lost to the Powerhouse UMass Lowell. So not even UMass, but UMass Lowell. They lost 76 to 68. And then they come out and they beat the number four team in the country, UVA. All right. So technically speaking, UMass Lowell should be a top five team. So nice. just like saying. It. So a lot, a lot of good things going on. Um, you excited that uh, you excited the training camp is starting on Tuesday for basketball? No, okay. not at yeah, all. I just wanted, to, just wanted to throw that in there. Just not to... at all. I'll be, I'll be much more excited for the college basketball season if they don't, if they don't make it an over-the-top protesting type mm. situation. Well, let me uh, let me run a couple things by here. Did you hear that uh, Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley beat Stephon Curry and Peyton Manning in uh, in a uh, in a golf match? Uh, when was that? Yesterday. 
Yes. And if I would have known I could bet on that, I would have bet a lot of money on Mickelson because it was absurd. I heard after the fact that they were the underdog. Well, they're the. <laughs> Why would you make Mickelson a pro, a great pro, an underdog, even if Charles? Well, here, here's the question. I don't know what the format was. Were they, if they were playing best ball, you're never going to use Barkley's ball because he's terrible. No, 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 no. What they, no, they played literally all. Oh, was, oh was, or okay. Else, or else, well, or else Mickelson would be. Oh my god! Favorite. But they were underdogs. But they were underdogs. But I don't care. They have Phil Yeah, Mickelson. but Barkley's that bad. Well, he wasn't. Yeah, they yeah, easy. they did. They did. They won. They won really easy. So that was uh, that was exciting to hear. Um couple other things are you gonna are you excited about the dirty dancing sequel that's going to be coming out it's only 33 years later uh is it the sequel called dirty singing it might be or this i think this one is very dirty i think this one is called covid dancing (laughs) so you really got to be careful when you're watching it so uh yeah so they're they've just announced they're making a remake and then actually on um on the 25th did you happen to watch the the new episode of saved by the bell no, I did not. But that was one of my uh, favorite that shows. Was, listen, that up. was one of all of our favorite shows growing up. But yeah, they've decided to remake it, and it actually has some of the same characters. Uh, what's his name? AC Slater is now the gym the gym teacher. Zach Morris is the governor of California. Couldn't do a worse job than the governor now. <laughs> yeah, and then I think I think there's even I think a couple of the other original people are in it too. But I don't know what their roles are, but it's. Well, I would love to know just like how the governor of California is playing a major role in the TV show in set in high school, except it is 2020. So they, they have a lot of, um, you know, power hungry trips. So maybe they evolve probably himself. probably probably his his uh, one of his kids goes to goes to the school. Probably. That's why he's involved. I don't know. Um, but then the last thing that I wanted to mention, do you know the uh, the athletic brand company Lululemon? Okay, I've heard of them, it's, yeah. it's like it's really big, the, the, especially with ladies. I don't know if they really do a whole lot with men's, but the the ladies stuff is like like it's real. It's really expensive. It's like high end stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. So my you know the the girls love that, and Trisha's got you know I I bought her something from Lululemon, and it's like oh, oh, oh it's a big deal. To me, it's really not. But anyway, so we're at this uh, this outdoor shopping place yesterday, and we walk by the Lululemon store. And Aubrey's like, yeah, I just want to go in and see what's going on. And I'm like, like you know, there's not really going to be a Black Friday sale because they, they sell so much. They don't need to decrease their uh, their their prices. So uh, we go up. They've got uh, a person at the front. And uh, there was somebody in front of us. Hey, we'd like to put our name on the list. How long is the wait to get in? Okay. And I'm not even kidding. She goes, she goes right now it's about five hours. Oh, my. Five goodness. hours. That can't be. That can't be good for – well, I guess it's fine for business, but – it feels like you're gonna lose some sales that you would have otherwise Five made. Five right? friggin' hours. <laughs> All right, that's. I don't know what's worse, oh, that or the 14 hours to get into In-N-Out Burger in Colorado. So, I yeah, don't know, my man. I don't know. All right, my man. Well, I know we gotta. I know we gotta finish up, and there's there's a bunch of things that uh, that I still want to talk about on our next podcast that we haven't even gotten to. We didn't even get to any politics or anything, although there's really not much going on. Um, but uh, but good stuff, man. I'm excited to watch all your football picks, especially today and uh, watch me go four and and you zero and four, but we'll be 500 anyway. So that'll be good. Absolutely. So I'm excited. A good, good football weekend. It's always fun. Thanksgiving weekend is always a fun college football always. weekend and uh, look forward to it as the, the Turkey is still trying to work its way through. <laughs> I'm a little tired. I feel like a grizzly bear. I'm hoping to get a nap today. 
So everybody enjoy the football, all the family fun, and uh, 